disbanded Confederation of Trade Unions. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with me, Andrew York and Jim Gould. It's Friday, April the 8th, and today we are talking about the chief executive election and the resignation of John Lee. He has resigned not to disappear, but to ascend. He has officially announced his intention to run in the upcoming chief executive election. His announcement comes two days after the incumbent, Carrie Lamb, said she would not seek a second term. But before he can run, he feels he needs the approval of his resignation from Beijing. Once that happens, he will presumably set about collecting at least a lucky 188 nominations from election committee members spread across each of the five sectors in that election committee. The election takes place on May the 8th, so things are going to move quickly from here. But who is John Lee? From police inspector to Hong Kong's number two official, what do we know about the presumptive favorite for the next chief executive? Send in your questions and your opinions right now to our Facebook page, Backchat at RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 2338-8266. And we've got uh, two guests with us today. Uh, once again, same as last week, I'm on with Ronnie Tong, Executive Counselor and Member of the Election Committee. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. And we've also got James Sung, who is the Academic Founding Director of the Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Good morning, James. Good morning. Good morning. James, you're from the Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Does John Lee represent progress, and is he the perfect uh, chief executive? I think there will be a quick approval from the uh, state council that uh, the resignation uh, is fine. So uh, the only getting that approval that John can really run the campaign now. Mm-hmm. So what... what I have to admit, before we really get into the whole John Lee thing, this this question of seeking approval for resignation. I mean, he's not an indentured servant. He's a he's a you know, yeah, I, or is that just kind of the old uh, police military style thinking where you feel like you you need to make sure you get a sign yeah. up from your superiors? Yeah, I I think uh, John is uh, the right person at the right time mm-hmm. because uh, the national security concern from the central that he will be the right person in this time. So uh, there will be a strong push from the central to all the uh, election committee members in Hong Kong to support John Lee. And he probably would be the only uh, person to run the campaign. Okay, so you're, you're answering my first question. He's perfect. Ronnie Tan, maybe, maybe you could answer my second question. Um, does he, well, how, think, how does he need I, I to get that. permission to resign? But I think the point is that under the basic law, um, the chief uh, secretary uh, is being appointed by the central government and not uh, by the chief executive. What uh, actually happens is that the chief executive makes a recommendation to uh, the the central government who would then make the appointment. And therefore, by the system, uh, anybody who wishes to resign would have to tender the resignation to the chief executive, but through the chief executive to the central government, and it's up to the central government to accept or not accept the resignation. But I think I think all eyes are on the central government, and everybody's expecting it to accept the resignation, in fact, very, very soon. Now, I mean, when you say accept the resignation, um, I, I get that. I mean, because if they don't accept his resignation, it's kind of their way of saying, eh, we don't really want you to run for chief executive. But I mean, what if he had to quit because he didn't feel like doing the job anymore? Would he be a, <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
Or would they be like, well, no, 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 you must work? No, 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 no. I think uh, he made it very clear that he wanted to run for the post of chief executive. Um, I think there has been, uh, you know, communication and dialogue behind the scene. And then obviously uh, everybody has already come to a view that uh, it is proper for him to resign. And uh, it's extremely likely. And in fact, I will be very, very surprised if his resignation is not being accepted by the central government. Now, now a great many people, have, uh, influential people, have come forward to uh, support uh, John Lee's uh, candidacy. Um, would you expect, Ronnie Tong, that there would be uh, a contested uh, election, or, or is he going to be the only candidate? I don't know. I, I haven't got any inside information. But looking at the situation right now, it looks more and more unlikely that anybody would be able to obtain the necessary uh, uh, nominations. Uh, we know there is a Mr. Lim who uh, declared, I think, early on. In fact, he was the first one who declared that he wanted to run. But uh, he doesn't seem to have much news nowadays. And, I, I you know, uh, very few uh, media people have tried to track him down and ask him what is the situation. So I, I honestly don't quite know. But I suspect it's going to be uh, a one-man show. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about the one man. Uh, Ronnie Tong, James Tong, have either of you worked directly with John Lee before? Yes, but I'm not under him. Uh, I am a member of Exco, mm -hmm. and Exco is the personal advisor of the chief executive, but uh, uh, the, the chief secretary would, uh, would be present at all our meetings. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> on top of that, uh, he was the secretary for security, and I have worked uh, very closely with him during the 2019 riots. So uh, I, I think I, I know a, a bit about his, uh, him as a person and him as a government official. He's a person, there's, uh, I think, no doubt about it. People seem to focus on his background, which I think is... Uh, you know, there is a Chinese... Uh, that you don't ask, you know, a hero where he comes from. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ro Ronnie Tong. Uh, apologies, we seem to have a bit of interference on the line. Um, I, think, I think somebody's trying to call me. I hope he or she would. Uh, Okay. Okay. I tell you what. Um, let's 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 let's, let's, let's talk to uh, James Song again for a moment, uh, and perhaps perhaps we can call you back, uh, Ronnie Tong. Yeah. Thanks. So uh, so uh, James Song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you would you go along with that? Um, um, well, is, is there going to be a contest? Essentially, do you could you see anybody else coming forward uh, who would be able to get enough nominations to stand? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, now, everybody knows that uh, it's the power of the central government to select who will be the next chief executive, not the people of Hong Kong, first of all. So uh, the central government consider that right now national security with the background that the serious intervention from the West as well as the Russia-Ukraine war, it changed the whole geopolitical plate of the world. So the next chief executive should be a uh, strong man in uh, law enforcement as well as, as well as the national security. So as I said, uh, John right, is the right person at the right time. So there will be no other uh, candidate, I think, uh, in, in the coming uh, two or three weeks. Uh, John will be the only one. But he needs to 
well prepared because time is short. Three things: a sound and workable uh, political platform to explain to the general public as well as the political uh, circle that what is really want to uh, make achievement in the coming uh, years. Secondly, uh, he need to line up some strong governing team, including who will be the next uh, chief secretary, financial secretary. Uh, those are the important member of his cabinet. Mm. And more importantly, I think right now uh, he need to take initiative to meet the public. As you know, that the uh, the fifth wave of pandemic really makes the people feel uh, angry. There's no trust, no confidence uh, towards the Carrie Lam's administration. So the next CE should uh, explain to the general public that what is going to uh, uh, carry out what kind of a good policy to deal with this kind of uh, deep-seated public moves as well as angers towards the government. Yeah, so he needs to uh, arrange some public conference uh, to explain to the public what he really want to do. Uh, it is not just facing uh, the chief's executive uh, selection committee, but the public is also important because, uh, as you know, uh, Carrie Lam uh, is really um, not uh, get the trust and the confidence from the, gen uh, the general public. That's yeah. the real reason that finally the central government picked up John rather than Perry. Right. <laughs> so public yeah. concern are really, really important. Absolutely. Uh, well, there's a member of the public on the line right now. We'd like to welcome May May to back chat on this Friday morning. Good morning, May May. Hello, host. Um, I hope in the future we are like today's sunshine and now in future because every day is a good day. Okay. And what, um, what's, what's your thoughts on John I Lee? I wonder, um, the best person for the next ESCO, maybe one of the criteria will be he can provide solution and coordinate all the people to work well. But in the last experience, until the central government asked the focus team to develop four focus team. Mr. Lee cannot do that. Mm. And is your concern because he doesn't have a broad enough background, like some of the previous chief executives that worked in a lot of different parts of government, whereas he's been more in one stream? Yeah. And also about finance, if we need a strong person to negotiate, he is not the only person. And he is not familiar with all the system, all the game. Mm. And also one thing I really worry about is about seven to one cases, you know. If the same circle of people, they now, they haven't investigated thoroughly, reflection on thoroughly, he is not the right person in the right place. Mm, okay, well, let's put that question to James Sung. Thank you for calling in this morning, Mei Mei, uh, and, and kind of giving your opinion and bringing those views to us. Um, James Sung, you know, as I said, he doesn't have a broad background in government. As you said, he, he's gonna have to assemble a, a fairly competent cabinet. Um, but then he'll have to manage that cabinet, right, and make sure. And, and what do you think his style of management will be of managing people who are in charge of areas in which he does not have expertise? Can you give us a little bit of insight on that? Now, uh, uh, everybody knows that uh, among the government that uh, John is a hardliner in carrying out the national security law, but he's not familiarized with uh, 
the socio-economic policy, which is very important. Uh, so he's had no, uh, he's not uh, sufficient experience in dealing with uh, socio-economic issues such as land and housing, transportation, healthcare, or even education. Everybody knows that. Although he uh, had been the chief secretary since last uh, year, uh, June, but uh, it's a short period of time. So you need to uh, uh, find some uh, good uh, head of the bureau to help him out in those areas. But among all, I think uh, people feel unhappy about the execution power of the government, uh, execution power. Because, uh, for example, the cross-departmental coordination is very poor. That's exactly why uh, the fifth wave of uh, pandemic uh, becoming a serious problem. That's uh, uh, the, the, the di- different departments doing different things. They are not cooperate together to carry out a strong uh, execution. So uh, in a new government, I think John have to show uh, leadership skill as well as decisiveness to change the substantially the habit of bureaucracy to mm-hmm. make sure that the government is able to make achievement efficiently and effectively. This is what uh, the major challenge in the coming years for John. Uh, I think this is very important. Uh, uh, for the past uh, um, 30 years, I teach uh, public policy. I always told my student that uh, what does it mean by good government? There are five standards. Responsible, responsive, efficient, self-improved, and also clean. It's only the clean uh, area the government is relatively very good. But in terms of self-improvement, uh, not, not too sufficient. Uh, in terms of responsible, that's a deep-rooted uh, contradiction in many of the policy areas that have to be resolved. In terms of responsive, it's very poor. The government have to respond quickly about the concern of the public. This is very important. And in terms of efficient, as I just said, Execution power is where the government have to improve immediately. <laughs> so I think the Hong Kong government is still uh, far away from uh, the good government standard. Okay. Yeah. We, we have um, Ronnie Tong back on the line. Hello. Hi. Uh, Hi. We're, we're all a bit preoccupied at the moment with the pandemic uh, situation, of course. Um, um, do you think uh, if uh, John Lee becomes... Uh, the uh, chief executive, we might see a, a different approach from th- what, uh, what, the, what the current chief executive has been pursuing? I think if you're talking about the general uh, overall direction, then I think it's unlikely that there will be major changes of policy. But obviously, a different person had a different style of management. Uh, I would expect that there would be uh, uh, you know, fine-tuning of uh, various policies uh, before the break, I was just talking about, uh, the, you know, a Chinese saying that you don't ask a hero where he comes from. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think at the moment, I think uh, everybody seems to focus on the background of John. Uh, what I want to say uh, is that one must understand that uh, if John Lee were to uh, win the uh, election, uh, his proposal of the cabinet needs the approval of the central government. And I think it will be uh, somewhat unrealistic to think that the central government is not painfully aware of the background of John Lee. And therefore, I expect to see a more balanced 
uh, cabinet uh, and the principal of officials. Uh, and I think that people need not worry too much about, you know, security being the only uh, uh, issue uh, favored by the government. I, I think John uh, would try to reach out to different sectors and try to maintain a proper balance. Because, mm -hmm. okay. of, of, of course, the appointment of his uh, principal officials uh, would have to be approved uh, by the central government. Um, so a lot has been made of the fact that uh, John Lee obviously is from a security background, um, but here we are, Hong Kong is a, an international business and finance centre. So is that going to be any sort of handicap, or is it just a question of him uh, no, no, appointing I, the, I right fin you know, the right uh, uh, senior people with uh, the, the financial background uh, to serve around him? That's been one of the issues that's been raised is the uh, given that he's come up to the the police side of things is that you know the police may have more of a command uh, and control culture compared to the rest of the civil service which has you know there's a there's a maybe a more bureaucratic a more slow let's take things to committee uh, type mindset and and how is he going to be able to manage between those two things now that he's responsible well, I, for the I, entire I don't civil think service? So, but on the other hand. Uh, it is, uh, 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 I think, uh, very few people doubt that uh, we really need to take another look at the, our civil service. I mean, the way in which, for example, uh, the civil service approach and deal with the fifth wave uh, is for all to see. Uh, you know, there are, you know, conspicuously, uh, you know, innovation uh, management and approach to deal with various issues which have been uh, decided or determined by the chief executive uh, in council, uh, but the delivery of those decisions had not been uh, to everybody's satisfaction. So obviously, uh, John Lee is elected. He will have to pick uh, the right person to uh, be his uh, chief secretary, his uh, right hand, uh, and the chief secretary will have to pay, you know, very good attention to whether or not. The civil servants uh, need to be uh, uh, improved, at least the quality of service to the people of Hong Kong uh, mm -hmm. needed to be improved. I think that would be a very important task facing John Lee uh, if he were to win the election in the coming days. Mm -hmm. uh, James Sung, would you agree with that, uh, civil service reform? Yeah, I'm agree. Uh, the the uh, there should be, as Ronnie said, that uh, there should be a balanced uh, cabinet that uh, uh, good uh, governing team forming that someone should know better about uh, uh, the social economic policy as, as well as the financial issues. But uh, 
I also agree that the, uh, the civilian force is sometimes uh, different from the disciplined force, where uh, John is very strong in uh, that, that, that uh, area because he's a, a professional police for more than 30 years. But the civilian force, uh, their uh, thinking habit, their working habit is quite different from uh, the uh, disciplined force. So there's some kind of uh, gap between the two forces. Uh, maybe the, the new uh, civil servants uh, school should provide more training in terms of uh, the self-discipline about uh, the civilian forces uh, of the government. This is a, a one area that uh, needs to be improved. Uh, if the police to carry out some uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, duty, they're more effective and efficient than uh, the civilian uh, force. Uh, this is uh, a very interesting <laughs> difference between or, the two. Or, or well, maybe, I, I, maybe, I, think be, yeah. I think to be fair to John, I mean, he has been the chief secretary for nine months, so it is not as if that he's completely new to managing the civil service. Uh, no, uh, quite right. Uh, he's not probably the expert on civil service, but uh, he's not a stranger either. So uh, I expect him to pick a, a reason. Uh, a really uh, seasoned and capable person to be the next chief uh, secretary. Yeah, I mean, I, so I've got a question here. We're starting to get some emails coming in, uh, no surprise. And uh, there's one, I mean, we're talking fairly openly about the fact that he's pretty much uh, the anointed, so to speak. So the, the email has come from Ian, and he says, uh, Hi, Backchat. So if John Lee is to be the only candidate, why do we need to spend the suggested $17.5 million election campaign expense in order to promote uh, in order to promote a rubber stamping exercise, surely the money would be better spent distributed to the homeless and needy, especially during these COVID times. There's so much tax money wasted by this government. Let's hope the next will be more fiscally responsible. Um, uh, I, why I, I why, why do we have to have an election at this point? I, I, mean, I, think, I think there are several misconceptions there. Uh, number one, the 17 million is the uh, upper limit. It's not the money to be spent. Uh, number two, uh, election money doesn't come from the government. It comes from uh, you know the candidate privately through raising funds uh, from the community. Uh, number three, uh, the money spent is not just to get uh, you know, election, but to uh, uh, reach out to people in Hong Kong to try to, uh, how should I put it, uh, to explain to them uh, why the new chief executive is worth supporting, because uh, there's no point just getting elected by the elective, uh, election committee but without support at all from the community. And the community, I think, uh, has a right to know what this candidate represents, what his major policies are, and so on and so forth. And these things have to be done, uh, and it's part of the election process, uh, no less than uh, simply casting your ballot in the ballot box. Uh, so uh, I think it would be wrong to assume that even though there are no competitors, uh, that, uh, you know, sit back and do nothing and uh, doesn't care much about what the community uh, is reacting or whether the community understands him or know what he's doing. Now, I don't think that's the right approach at all, uh, irrespective of, you know, the kind of election process that we have. So would you expect him to be out and about, meet the people once he's uh, confirmed? I certainly hope so. Yeah. I certainly hope so. I think, I think yeah. he should... Uh, you know, go, go out to the streets and, and talk to people and try to understand, you know, our concerns and worries, what we're facing and so on. You know, any uh, committed leader should do that, and uh, I expect him to do likewise. Maybe uh, appearing G on back chat. Yeah, James, our, our Richard uh, 
you know, we're thinking exactly, he's on, he's, he's aligned with uh, Jim in his thinking. He says, is John Lee a man of the people? Will we see more of the CE in the day-to-day community uh, mixing, walking through a wet market, listening to the views of the people, or will he hide in government house? I mean, James, we just heard Ronnie's view on that. What's yours? Uh, James, James still Sung? there? James Sung, you still with yeah. us? Yeah, yeah I, I, think? I think uh, uh, with such a short period of time uh, before May 8, uh, John had to not just meet the, the election committee member, he also need to meet the press, but more importantly, he need to meet the public more than before because uh, no, not too many uh, people know uh, John uh, uh, in, in the society. So how to organize some kind of uh, open and transparent uh, conference to meet the, the, the public is very important. People want to know uh, what kind of uh, policy, what kind of uh, vision is going to, uh, um, uh, to achieve. This is very important. Uh, this is also a hope from the uh, the uh, central government that uh, a, a real challenge to John uh, it is uh, at the right moment. Okay, gotcha. Uh, we're going to squeeze in one more email. Ronnie, I'm going to have to ask you for a quick answer on this one. I know, I know you, your lawyerly uh, progression is usually a fairly complete discourse. No, I'm loyal to the one country, one. two systems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the, question, the question, Eric, um, he specifically directs the question at you, and he, he asks you uh, basically to say that uh, given that we have national security law, is the fear of social, a repeat of the social unrest of 2019, is, is it overblown? He says, is it really, is there any foundation for having a police officer as our next chief executive? Well, I think everybody who's gone through what we have all gone through in 2019 wouldn't think that, that there's an overblow uh, in relation to try to preserve security and, and stability in Hong Kong. Uh, the fact that we have the legal background or the legal uh, laws available uh, doesn't mean that uh, the nature of a community would change. It would simply mean that if people were to abide by the law, then hopefully we would have the, a, a, a secure and stable environment for us to develop our economy. So I think let's not pay too much attention to uh, you know the, the putting up of the laws. I think it is the responsible... Uh, any responsible government will have to do, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to us as to whether or not we'll be able to build a stable and secure community okay. for us to grow. Well, I think that sounds like an admirable goal. Uh, we're going to let it, we're going to finish there by thanking our guests. Thank, Thank you. you very much to Ronnie Tong, executive counselor and member of the Executive Committee, and James Sung, founding director of the Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Thank you for joining us. And Jim, I think you've got an email got from one, yesterday's show. One more email. Yeah, this is from Alonso. Um, it's on the issue of uh, the temporary flight bans. Uh, I did read out an a email from Alonso on this subject earlier in the week, uh, but another one came in yesterday. It's representative of what a lot of our viewers think, so um, it's worth uh, reading out again. So, so thanks for this, uh, Alonso, who says, uh, uh, under Hong Kong's current rules, arriving passengers must present uh, proof of a negative PCR test taken within 48 hours of their departing flight. Moreover, airlines uh, have to submit to the Department of Health before the aircraft arrives in Hong Kong. A document uh, confirming that each traveller has been before being checked in for the flight, produced documentary proof of the aforementioned PCR test. This seems fairly clear. However, due to no fault of the airlines, some passengers have become COVID positive in the 48 to 72 hours between taking their PCR test and arrival in Hong Kong. To penalise the airport, 
airlines for this makes no sense whatsoever. Consider the following. A total 54 passenger flights had been originally scheduled to arrive at Hong Kong International Airport on Wednesday, but due to our absolute 